0: Hello there. Welcome to it. Good to have you back at beginning of the week. Let's rock and roll. It's uh, John Scholes here and joining me, Employment Lawyer from EmploymentLawyer.ca, Sanfiru Tamarkin LLP would be our uh, Monday night uh, usual. That would be Alex Luchaferro ready to answer all of your questions. Help at EmploymentLawyer.ca and the trusty website anytime free anonymous access to that severance calculator. We always tell you that to use that first and that is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. So that said, we're ready to go. Let's get it happening. Alex, we always start off with the case of the day there. Handsome, what's going on with you today? Mr. Scholes, thank you very yes, much.
1: Great to be here as always. Uh, we, we did it. Monday is in the books. It's a, It was an exceptionally busy one for me, but we're well and truly into the work week now. And even better than that, back for another edition of the Employment Law Show, of course, talking our favorite subjects, workplace rights for employees, severance, really everything under the sun when it comes to with your employment with your work spoke to a ton of people today Uh john actually somebody that uh... quite graciously thanked us for doing this show informing the public on what their legal rights are when it comes to employment law of course our callers to the show john are a huge part of that no matter how big or small people call in and and uh, have concerns and have questions It's always going to be an important question. It's always going to be an important topic. Certainly, if you're dealing with a problem at work, you cannot let that situation fester. Oftentimes, if you kind of try and bury an issue or if you try and ignore an issue at at work with your employer, the situation becomes more complicated, becomes more complex. So you need to get advice on whatever issue you're dealing with as soon as possible. And of course, by calling in and asking that question, not only are you giving yourself a chance to get down, you know, onto that road of solving your workplace problem, but trust me, you're going to be helping a ton of other people out there who are dealing with exactly the kinds, kind of a situation that you're in, or perhaps a similar enough situation. So for that reason, please, we want to hear from you. It's your chance to speak with an employment lawyer. Do not be shy to give us a call, uh, this evening. Again, if you're dealing with an issue at work, You know, you don't have to tell us who your employer is. You don't have to go into every single confidential detail. Just give us a broad overview of the situation and, again, we'll get you an answer to that question and a solution to that problem. Case in point, uh, John, of course, we always start the show uh, with a segment we call The Week That Was, or The Case of the Day, rather. used to be The Week That Was. Uh, the Case of the Day, of course, it's an opportunity to talk about a matter uh, that came across uh, my desk. spoke to a lady, uh, and perhaps uh, this was actually uh, late last week. Uh, uh, John so spoke to a very nice lady uh, in her late 40s. Uh, John she had been with the same company for just over three years, a touch over three years uh, of employment and unfortunately, last week, so about a week ago now, she was let go from her job. So uh, a straightforward restructuring, John nothing uh, nothing kind of complicated about the situation. Her performance was solid. She you know she enjoyed her time there. The company was making cuts. Unfortunately, it's something that we're seeing lots of this year, John, employers restructuring, employees losing their jobs for that reason. And this lady was offered uh, what she initially thought was a reasonable severance package, Mm -hmm. Uh, John. She was offered as a three-year employee nine weeks of pay. The reason... John, that she was offered nine weeks of pay is because she had an employment contract that she signed when she started working there that called for a calculation of her severance entitlements. It had a couple of paragraphs in the employment contracts about termination and severance pay. And her contract said that she would be owed in the event of a termination, three weeks pay per year of service. So this lady had, again, been with the company for three years. She was offered nine weeks of pay and she you know she was basically just looking for us John and good for her she was getting legal advice on the matter it's always important by the way when you're let go from your job to speak to an employment lawyer right away no matter how good you think the company's offer is you need advice from a professional in those circumstances she was honestly John just looking for us to kind of rubber stamp the offer and say yep that's what you're owed it's nine weeks the contracts enforceable you know you have our blessing so to speak And rather interestingly, that was not the case, John, and this happens a lot. It happens way more often than anyone would think. When I had a look at her employment contract, I figured out very quickly, this isn't complicated stuff, I figured out that actually her employment contract does not limit her severance entitlements. The language that was in the contract wasn't enforceable at all. This is actually great news for this employee because what it means is rather than a piece of paper rather than an employment contract limiting her severance entitlements to whatever calculation, whatever formula might be in the contract, her severance, because that contract isn't enforceable, her severance is going to be based on her age, position, and years of service. These are what we call your full severance entitlements. I cannot tell you, John, how many times an employee thinks that their employment contract somehow limits their severance entitlements. And then once we review the documents, and turns out, No, that's not the case at all. The contract doesn't limit your severance. Your severance is going to be based, again, on your age, position, and years of service, regardless of what the contract says. So, again, John, this lady had been with the same company for three years. Uh, She was 47, if I remember correctly, 47 years of age, and she had worked as a sales manager in her role. Management-level position, she managed a team of sales uh, uh, people, and so based on her age, position, and years of service, this lady, John, is going to be looking at something in the range of about six months as severance. That's what her severance entitlements are. So you're comparing the nine weeks that she was offered that's in her contract that she initially thought was what she was owed as severance to basically 26 weeks of pay, uh, right? 15 more weeks, uh, or excuse me, 17 more weeks, rather, as compared to what she was offered. That's a ton of money, John, literally tens and tens of thousands of dollars that she is going to be owed uh, as a result of her contract not playing a role here at all. So again, a lesson for our employees out there, don't just assume that your employment contract limits your severance entitlements. Make sure you get proper advice when you're let go from a job. And don't be surprised when that contract isn't enforceable. You're going to be owed more severance based on your age, position, and years of service. And we're going to be helping this lady get the proper severance that she's owed. The good news, John, this isn't complicated stuff. This isn't controversial uh, stuff. The law is very clear in these issues. So I I have no doubt we're going to be uh, helping this lady get the proper severance that she's ultimately owed.
0: I know you will, pal, as you always do. With that, we're going to get into a short break here, guys, and get back with lots more. In the meantime, help at employmentlawyer.ca through email as well. We'll continue with the Employment Law Show. Stand by. You bet we're back. Let's uh, let's get it happening. Alex Lucifero is your guy, lawyer on site and on air all the time on this particular day. Situations that trigger employment law disputes. There's many, Alex, but we've whittled down a few of these uh to get us through this uh the short half hour anyway. Number 1 when an employer makes major changes to an employee's terms of employment. That can be pretty widespread, yeah?
1: Absolutely, and this is something we see on a regular basis. Uh unfortunately, uh, uh, John, when an employer really tries to force a change on that employee, and a negative change, of course, at that. Of course, if we're talking about some sort of positive change to your employment, you're being promoted, you're getting a raise. Well, of mm-hmm. course, as an employee, you're going to have no issues with that whatsoever. That's obviously, you know, welcome uh, by all means. But when we're talking about a negative. Uh, a change that is something you know. Your employer comes to you and says, "Oh, we're having to cut your hours, for example, or we're asking you to accept a pay cut, or maybe we're asking you to accept a demotion." Any kind of negative change like that, John, should be kind of raising a red flag in the employee's uh, mind. And the first thing I'll say in this respect is that you don't have to, as an employee, accept a negative change to the terms of your employment it is something that an employer cannot force upon an employee provided of course that it's significant enough it's a very if it's a very very minor change uh, John then listen maybe you want to accept it anyway And if you're if your hours are changing from 40 hours a week to 39 hours a week you know that's probably not something you're you're gonna be able to or want to make an issue of but if your employer comes to you and again makes any kind of significant change to your hours or your pay right that's gonna affect your ability to pay the bills and, you know, live as you want to uh moving forward. That is what we call a constructive dismissal. An employee is allowed to reject that change, basically say, no, I'm not agreeing to this change to the terms of my employment. I'm not agreeing to the pay cut. I'm not pay- agreeing to the, the reduction in hours. I use those as two examples, uh, right? And then the employer has a choice, John. The employer can either back down and back away and say, okay, fine, we'll leave things as is. Or the employer is going to double down and say, well, no, too bad. We don't care whether you accept it or not. We're forcing this change on you. And an employee in that situation then would have the right to basically quit, John, to resign their employment and obtain severance anyway. Again, it's what we call a constructive dismissal. A constructive dismissal is a breach of the terms of your employment. And that would allow the employee to basically walk away but with severance. Uh, John and that's extremely important here because if you accept that change right you accept that pay reduction or you accept that you've now you know you're effectively done for the future you can't go back necessarily a month from now or two months from now to, you know ask them to undo it once you accept the change it's effectively done so be careful as an employee when your employer is asking you to accept something that hurts you that ultimately is a negative impact on your employment And you probably want to get legal advice in the circumstances before before you accepted the client, for that matter. If you're dealing with a change to your employment, you want to get advice.
0: And it's a good time to go back to uh, to what we were talking about all the time, and that is giving that phone number out if they want to reach you outside the hour of the show. Uh, Alex, one 821 5900 But our next point, a situation that triggers employment law disputes when an employer resorts to a termination for cause way too soon. Or as we like to say in the show, they pull the trigger before they should, Right
1: that's exactly it and again another one we unfortunately see far uh too often keeping in mind what a termination for cause is a termination for cause is when an employer uh, effectively lets the employee go with absolutely no notice whatsoever and with no severance whatsoever uh john now these kinds of situations terminations for cause are really supposed to be reserved for the worst case scenarios you would have had to done something really really terribly wrong in your employment uh... you know or really performed extremely poorly for a significant period of time despite help despite support for it to actually amount to a termination for cause the problem we see as you just mentioned is that as an employee you know you make one small mistake and all of a sudden your employer decides to terminate you uh... for cause with zero severance and zero notice again we see this more often way more often than we should and it's clearly a situation that's going to trigger an employment law dispute Because even if you're not the greatest employee john and this is just the real the legal reality of the situation even if you're not the greatest employee even if you make a mistake here and there even if your conduct isn't perfect in the workplace and your employer decides to let you go that's not going to affect your severance entitlements, John. You don't you're not owed less severance just because there may have been an issue or two with your employment. Mm-hmm. Your severance entitlements are going to be what they are based on your age, position and years of service, basically regardless of those issues, and there's no question You know, again, if you've only made a minor mistake here or there, there's no question you're going to be owed severance. The problem is that we see those employers letting employees go for cause when very obviously, very clearly, there was nowhere close to there being cause uh, for termination. And so, again, it's an issue that's very clearly an employment law dispute. The good news uh, for what it's worth and, you know, what's going to be a difficult situation when you're let go with zero notice, with zero severance. that's obviously a very stressful situation for anyone you don't know you know what comes next You're, you're you're having to start a job search you know from scratch you know having been working like usual the day before the good news is the law is very very clear on these issues this is again not complicated stuff from a legal point of view uh john and in those situations where clearly there was not cause for termination getting severance for that employee is going to be a very straightforward issue but again that employee needs to be speaking with a lawyer as quickly as possible they don't want to just assume that their employer is right in the circumstances because walking away with no severance you know is not going to be an option for an employee that's dealing with an uncertain future and no employment
0: and the next one is this again uh, situations trigger employment law disputes this is a big in fact this is on both sides i guess both the employer and employee that's when an employer tries to call somebody could be a buddy an independent contractor to save money and the the person may be okay with it right not knowing
1: yeah yeah absolutely oftentimes you know employees or independent contractors if we want to call them that will you know will come to us for some advice and they even think that they're independent contractors john they re- they're really kind of they, they don't feel one way or the other about it. They might have been taking advantage of the fact that they're being called a contractor for tax purposes, et cetera. Mm. But when you yeah. get into the details when you get into the nitty gritty and you ask them okay well. You know, do you work for just this one particular company or this one employer or, or, you know, or for many others? And they only work for that one employer. The employer provides the tools that they need. They provide the computer or the cell phone or the laptop or, you know, whatever equipment, whatever office space they might need to do their uh, job. They, uh, you know, they also pay them on a regular basis, whether it's twice a month or once a month, whatever that might look like. And slowly you kind of go through all of these factors, John, and you figure out, well, hold on a sec. I don't care if you call yourself an independent contractor or if the employer is calling you an independent contractor and kind of paying you otherwise, the law here will very quickly and easily show that you are in fact an employee of the company. Mm -hmm. And employees, of course, well, they're owed a lot of things, John. They're certainly going to be owed severance when they're let go. They might be owed things like benefits or pension contributions or vacation pay. There's going to be a whole host of employment rights that come into play in those situations, uh, John. So again, these, these kinds of situations trigger employment law issues. If you're an independent contractor out there and you feel like you might be an employee and maybe your employer is giving you a hard time or you've been let go from that position, don't just assume you're a contractor. You may very well, and actually I would say, John, I'd go as far as saying you're likely an employee in the circumstances. Make sure you are treated as such from a severance point of view. You know or otherwise
0: let's get a call here quickly in between oh boy how are you this afternoon or I'm tonight good. anyway
1: i'm good thanks for taking the call uh, one of my colleague he got fired a week or two ago and there was only one or two previous warning and uh, he had argument with the supervisor and next day the same day they send him home and actually he come and they fired him so does he have any option and my second question is uh Employer having a, a track uh, GPS tracking on their vehicle, on employees' vehicle. Is this uh, something okay in, uh, in Ontario? Yeah, it is. I'll start with that question and, and appreciate both questions. Yes, it, it, it's actually, uh, I'd say, you know, in this day and age, quite routine uh, for employers to have tracking devices. Uh, on their uh, vehicles we see it lots there's nothing necessarily illegal about it where we start to run into you know potential breaches of privacy uh... or illegality is when those employers are tracking employees off of work hours right and potentially using that to their advantage So, you know it is okay for an employer to have a tracking device on its vehicles at the end of the day its company property keep in mind right but if your employer is then trying to take advantage somehow of the situation by tracking you while you're off of work on your own personal time i would take a massive exception to that and that would be ultimately an invasion of privacy that would be illegal so for work purposes great tracking device is not a problem when it's you know when you're off work uh they cannot use that information they cannot use that data to answer your first question, um with respect to your colleague who got fired after a couple of warnings, listen, it depends on the severity of the issues, right? Or if these were, for example, performance concerns where he got a couple of, you know, a couple of warnings beforehand and then the employer decided to let that employee go, i would uh you know i would be willing to bet put it that way that this employee is still going to be owed severance right because it is very very difficult to terminate an employee without severance Mm. for performance reasons Uh, an employer has to you know jump a lot of hurdles effectively in order to do so and again it's just very very difficult but that said again it depends on the severity if this employee for example had you know significant behavioral and conduct issues in the workplace and the couple of warnings that he or she got was for some pretty serious behavior right and then there was then a final incident that ultimately got them fired listen that might be cause for termination but again it's a question of severity and degree you you can have one warning on your record you can have eight warnings on your record right it ultimately is a matter of degree and 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 severity there is no mathematical formula here right it doesn't take one or two or three or four warnings for it to amount for a termination for cause um, my you know my suspicions in the situation as you've described it, is this employee still going to be owed severance even with one or two warnings that's not enough most of the time, for an employer to establish cause for termination.
0: You want to reach out afterwards, you always have the option to do so. Carry on that conversation with Alex. If you have any more questions, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 855 821 5900 Carrying on, brother. Here we go. A couple minutes to go. We're talking about situations that trigger employment law disputes. Uh, when an employee is terminated, oh, this one sneaky, right before that bonus is due. Nice try. Yeah, that's right. I I really hate seeing these, uh, John, because
1: it's such an obvious ploy on the part of the employer. I mean, when an employee is let go the week before their bonus is supposed to be paid or a couple of weeks before their bonus to be paid, I, I mean, you could smell that from a mile away. At least, you know, at least an employment lawyer can. And here's why. Uh, uh, John, the employer thinks that they're getting away with not paying that employee the bonus by letting them go beforehand, right? They're they're thinking that oh well, if the employee's not kind of employed, right? If he's not actually working, if he's not what we oftentimes will call actively employed with the company, hands, you know, they're free and clear. The company doesn't have to pay that employee their bonus, but that is far from true. Uh, uh, John bonus is going to be considered going to be included in the calculation of an employee's severance entitlements severance should be based on all components of an employee's compensation not just base salary not just benefits coverage bonus has to be there uh, as well particularly so when that bonus was payable so shortly after termination i mean it's going to be a no-brainer in that kind of case john so really it's a sign of an employer trying to pull a fast one and you know and effectively get away with not paying that employee their bonus when in fact in the eyes of the law it's going to be very very clear that they're owed that bonus not only that bonus john but even potentially more bonus it's going to be whatever bonuses they should have been paid over the course of the entire severance period not just a couple of weeks and certainly not up to the last day of employment
0: Let's get to one more before we wrap here. When employees let go while on maternity or parental leave, even if it's for legitimate reasons, I'll give you about a minute to answer this one quickly, pal. Big red red flag here, Uh,
1: John. Of course, when you're coming back from a maternity or a parental uh, leave of any kind, really the employer has an obligation, a positive obligation under the law, under the Employment Standards Act in Ontario, to return that employee back to either their position or, or to a comparable position. There are really no ways around that rule, uh, John. And if you decide to let that employee go instead, you're gonna be in hot water as an employer. It's as simple as that.
0: And you've done it without a net. Nicely done, pal. We'll pick it up again tomorrow night. In the meantime, to reach out to Alex. Thank you so much for the calls and emails. We'll get to him a little later on. 185 is how you reach Alex. The email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca and that website you can always use lawyer lawyer.c. We'll catch you tomorrow right here on the Employment Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.